How do you feel about As I Lay Dying coming back and Tim being back in? <laughs> what, uh, what, what side did you fall on, man? Because I fell on a side. I want to know yours first. <laughs> oh, well, you lost no comment. Like. <laughs> no, no comment just yet, but. Oh, I'll comment. I fucking I mean, love I it. Their new album is sick, and that new single they put out is sick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I it's heard that like a couple days ago. I'm sorry. I think I, I I wanted to hate it. I really did, but I, I heard that first single they put out in 2018 and was like, holy yeah. shit. What's going on, man? Appreciate you guys coming out. Coming out. I, I mean, fucking, we're on the phone coming out. There's nowhere coming out to. Uh, right now, I'm sitting with the recast. Uh, I know there's five of you guys, but just go ahead and uh, say, I, I always forget to do this with everybody, so say your names now so people can kind of hopefully associate your voices together. This is Mondo, frontman for the recast. This is AM Smash, rhythm guitarist for the recast. What's going on? This is uh, Phantom. I'm the lead guitarist for the recast. This is Dr. Dan from uh, the Recast, the drummer. Right on, thanks, guys. Uh, so, what's going on? How are you guys? How are you guys doing? You guys are actually the first band uh, that I've done out of state since the whole shutdowns have happened. Uh, I talk about this with every band and person that comes on, but I mean, how is uh, what's what's Texas doing? You guys are trying to open back up pretty soon, right? Aren't you guys like right there? Yeah, they've uh, started phase one. Uh, the reopening of Texas, um, they've opened up just uh, recently the nail salons and hair salons and swimming pools. Um, why they're doing anything the way that they're doing it, I don't know. But um, as far as us, it's kind of business as usual for us. Uh, you know, we've been taking care of our, our families throughout this process and, and still trying to uh, continue to do recast things uh, and kind of get ready for a push after... Uh, this whole Corona thing is over. Right, dude. My band's in the same boat. The whole thing is just shut down. Uh, but I was curious as to what you guys were doing because I, I see, you know, I keep seeing news which states are doing what. We're still on total lockdown. Uh, Illinois is going to be on lockdown until the end of the month and then they're going to try and reopen certain things. But, I mean, there's, you know, venues that aren't going to probably reopen. I don't know how many of Chicago's like, you know, smaller niche venues are going to go under. Yeah, we've we've lost we've lost a, a bunch of venues in Texas uh, all over that are just you know, no they're closing their doors and not reopening. Uh, our drummer actually, Dr. Dan, he's from Chicago. I do get Yeah, that's two, right. Uh, I do got two relatives uh, currently who have the coronavirus. No shit, really. So what's like? I mean, what are they doing? Like, what's? Oh, uh, they're just because I yeah, I feel like so many people, you know, everybody's afraid of the coronavirus, but nobody actually knows someone. With, you guys heard that, so I'm always curious when I hear people that say like, "Yeah, I actually know somebody." Yeah. Yeah, Dan was uh, saying that they're just kind of self quarantining right now, and you know, trying mm-hmm. to come out of it, just taking it day by day. No kidding, this is extremely scary. Holy shit. Are they, I mean, are they getting better? Are they doing all right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for them, so far, it's just been like a, like a common flu. One day they, they feel really sick, but the next couple of days they feel back to normal, as if nothing was ever there in the, you know, to begin with. But, uh, no shit, really? Yeah. But huh. they still feel like they're not really themselves, like as far as like, uh, you know, like 100%, like as far as right. working and being themselves, they feel... They feel a little tired, but, uh, yeah, it's just, they're just taking it day by day and just staying indoors, staying home. Dude, that's wild. Holy shit. How often do you talk to them? Uh, well, one of them, uh, is my girlfriend's brother, and so she talks to him, like, every day. Holy fuck. That's super close to home. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and we have, uh, frontline folk in our family, uh, our uh, lead guitar player, Phantom, his mom's, uh frontline nurse and you know it's it's been you know it's been it's been scary for everybody but you know you kind of band together and uh, from a safe dis- distance of course social distancing but uh you know you band <laughs> together and and you you help each other out as much as you can because it's 
it's a scary situation, you know, but you stick together and, you know, we'll come out of this all right. It's creepy because uh, I, I don't know if you guys ever had to do this, but right now, uh, our governor just announced, I think like a week or so ago, that now it's mandatory anywhere in public you have to wear a mask. So the other day I'm out grocery shopping and like it looked like the apocalypse in in in, in the grocery store. I was like, holy, f-. I don't know, it was just weird. Kind of wigged me out a little bit, but uh, you know, there's so that kind of comes with all the protests and stuff like that, but. Uh, people wanting to wear their masks and not wanting to wear their masks. But I, I mean, I get it, but it's, it's whack. I don't know. It's crazy. Have you guys had to do any kind of like protective stuff like that? Like mandated protective gear? Oh man, I go to work every day. Uh, I've been going to work uh, since this has been going on. Uh, of course, you know, uh, business hours have been changed, but I, I have to wear a mask uh, at work. Uh, I work at a bakery uh, and I have to wear a face mask all day long, regardless of how hot it is or anything. Uh, as well as grocery stores have been like that here for what about a month and a half now. Yep. yep. Um, they have it's where if you don't have a mask on, they're not allowing you in. Right. Same here. Yep. Same shit. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. It's serious. Uh, you just yeah. You gotta take they're not fucking around. And do what you gotta do uh, just to keep your family safe, you know, and your, the, your, the people you care about around you safe as well. Yeah, we kind of have a little joke, uh, even though the coronavirus is no joking matter, but uh, our lead guitarist Phantom. He uh, always wears a mask on stage, and it's like his his persona and all that stuff. So we're like, man, look at all the look at all the Phantom fans out there. You know, he's started a trend. You know, <laughs> have you guys started making? Uh, you guys should start making if you haven't already. Uh, merch uh, f- like uh, uh, face masks. We with we you guys did, shit on them. Yeah, we did think about the the mask thing, but um, I uh, I felt. And it's just me. I didn't want to capitalize on uh, a pandemic that we're going through. It felt right. kind of uh, disingenuous, and you know, we we have enough of our own stuff. You know, we work hard every day, no, no matter what. And I just didn't want to try to make it seem any way that we were trying to capitalize when everybody's hurting sure. right now. And uh, so we want to keep our intentions pure and our music pure and everything that we do pure and and all that kind of stuff so we do have a bunch of new merchandise and all that stuff but none of it is covid related okay no that's good that's it's a super positive message so what are you guys doing right now to kind of keep yourselves busy i mean i when was your last show i like how long have you guys been locked down i can't down? even remember I can't even remember. Yeah, our last one. our last show was in January. Um, oh, yeah. Through this whole time that this coronavirus has been going on, we've uh, been working on uh, a lot of new merchandise. We've partnered up with uh, Finger Lakes Mercantile, and we got some new shirts. We got some new shirts out there with Undaunted um, Apparel. Uh, we released some new uh, anti-bullying shirts. Yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. So we've we've been working. Uh, we've been working on some new material. We got a new track uh, tentatively right now. It's called Nightfall, which is a really awesome song that we're really excited to eventually release once all this is over. Um, yeah. But we've we've gotten our uh, uh, recast company up and running with our partners and all that stuff. So it's been we've been working on getting better and. Um, Lining everything up for when we come out of this uh, pan- uh, coronavirus, that we're stronger than ever. That's awesome. You kind of mentioned uh, like your business and your partners. Like, what do you like? Just kind of elaborate on that. Like, what do you mean? Uh, well, we got uh, Finger Lakes Mercantile, um, and they're doing all of our new merchandise, uh, as well oh, okay. as Undaunted Apparel. They uh, released our new album, Devastator shirts. Um, we're also uh, uh, got the recast entertainment now, um, so we'll be kind of uh, putting on uh, shows throughout Texas and trying to do the shows right and make sure that oh, dude, none yeah. of the bands get burned, the venues get done right, the promotion gets done right, the flyers get done right, the videos. Uh, we've been working with FL Recordings on a new video. We're working with a uh, Ruben Alvarez uh, from Upon a Burning Body. He's going to be filming our next video for Devastator. That's going to be exciting. Oh, no shit. Um, and we've uh, pushed out our new website, uh, therecastband.com, that has all of our stuff, all the podcasts that we've been on, all of our new merchandise, our videos, all the music, uh, new photos, 
kind of everything is on there. Upcoming shows. Yeah, upcoming shows. Do you guys have like a store up there too? With we do. Definitely. Yep. Our, our merch store is there. And since we have, you know, uh, FLM and Undaunted Apparel, uh, it's easier for fans or people who want to support us to go to the recastband.com and be able to access everything from one location. Um, that's yeah, that's huge. Just having it all right there centralized makes it so easy for people. If if people have to search forever and you know define different things, uh, you just lose people's interest. Right, and if it's not for the fans, you know, I mean, or the people who support us, it's uh, we want to make it as as easy as possible for them. Uh, they don't have to jump through hoops to try to support us, you know. And uh, so, on top of all those, you know, we still have our uh, other sponsors, uh, Cold Cock Whiskey and WB Gear and uh, XL Drumsticks, um, and we're also the official music for um, Fantasy Sports Alliance. So we've been, you know, keeping these uh, uh, partnerships strong and these sponsorships strong and trying to uh, come out of this again, like I said, stronger than we were before and and uh, kind of uh, making sure that we're honing in on everything so that way when we come back out, you know, we give um, showgoers and music adorers something that they can enjoy and our supporters something that they can be proud of sure dude hell yeah that's fucking awesome so you guys have been a little bit busy uh i mean it's a content game now it's just how much you know what are you doing to put yourselves in front of other people yeah i mean uh before this corona thing happened we were working on a a new youtube show called the dungeon sessions uh with one of my old uh, military buddies uh, zion zach um, he's kind of like the personality of the show and we've been bringing under uh, bands that we feel need more of a spotlight um, and so we're giving them kind of our platform to come out and we um, interview them and we film them live in our dungeon um, with one of the songs they've done and to try to give them some more some more light um, and so not only do we care about the fans and the bands that are coming up and, and all that kind of stuff, but we also care about the quality of stuff that we're putting out. So we really uh, genuinely work every day. So there's no days off here uh, in the dungeon with the recast, I'll tell you that. I love that you call your studio, your guys or practice space, the dungeon. That's awesome. The dungeon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The dungeon, hell yeah. It's not underground, by the way. A lot of people <laughs> ask me that. They're like, is it underground or is it in a basement? I'm like, no, it's just... You know, just a, a shed that was built, and we kind of, you know, set it up to be our home, and that's what it's. That's your dungeon, since. man. Yeah, yeah, the dungeon, dungeon. man. What? Where'd you guys actually? I kind of wanted to ask you because I was listening to some of your stuff the other day. Uh, I really dug the production quality. Who did you guys' stuff? Yeah, that's oh, actually. Yeah. Uh, there's a great team that here in San Antonio that we work with. Uh, FL Recordings uh, with Fernando Limas and James Lyle. Um, they really worked with us on the whole structure of everything and tried to get the best quality of stuff out. Uh, they even did our video for Full Throttle uh, that um, has been doing really well and, and has been well received. Um, his first video he's made and it's yeah. gotten a really good, uh, you know, uh, I guess you could say uh, recommendations. You know, yeah. what I mean? people, I mean, and just the sound of the album that he put out for us is killer. I mean, and on, on, Those guys are beasts. Yeah, and on top of everything else, they're great people too. So it's definitely uh, whenever we come across people like that, and uh, people ask us, "Hey, uh, do you have any recommendations on this or whatever?" We always point them to FL Recordings because those are just top cats right there. And when guys want to know about merchandising, we send them to Finger Lakes or uh, Undaunted and and all that kind of stuff. So we definitely don't hold anything close to us. You know, we want everybody to succeed and we don't see anybody as being in competition like we're all in this shit together you know we're all here to to try to make everybody the best and try to give the best product out there to to the fans and, and the people that want to hear good music and yeah they deserve that you know they they pay their hard-earned money to go to shows and buy merch and stuff they deserve quality products you're talking about like other bands in the scene like there's really no like competition or kind of beef negative feelings is that kind of what you mean right no oh, that's yeah that's awesome I, uh, the Chicago used uh, used to be that way. It's it's not anymore. It's actually a really positive, fun place. But uh, it kind of used to be a little bit of a toxic place. There was a lot of rivalry and stuff like that. It kind of sucks. It just seeps into the the whole scene itself and just kind of tears it apart, which is sort of what happened. Bands broke up, jealousy, all that. You know, all that 
drum dramatic bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's it was the same here. Uh, but like once we um, we start doing shows and stuff like that, and then um, when bands were performing, we'll take pictures and we'll go live for them on one of our one of their songs on our um, recast page. And again, I try to give them. You know, people who pay attention to us, to us, to see what these guys are doing, and maybe they gained a fan out of that, or um, you know, even if maybe they didn't have anybody in attendance, they still get light and they still get attention, and they know that somebody cares about the craft that they work really hard on, which is important. You guys really seem. I mean, it definitely seems like you guys put a lot of thought in your music. I mean, if at some point, and I, I've talked to bands about this before, where you know, you kind of just need to take your sound and make it, you know, as professional as humanly possible. And that means, pay, you know, paying the price for it. You know, you can get free 99, but your sound is going to sound like free 99. Right. Oh, do my, you know, like, oh, my buddy could do it, you know, in his home studio like, for free. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, what's, what's your, what's your buddy's portfolio look like? Oh, we've been there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we've been there, man. And yeah. It's... I think everybody's been there. I think every single artist, no matter what, Genre, you've been there where someone's like, "Yeah, dude, I could totally help you out with it." Yeah. You're getting a sick deal. Nah, it's full of shit. And then you like listen to it, and you're like, "Wow, why doesn't this sound like you promised?" Oh, because you suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny, man. Oh man, that's crazy. Tell me a little bit about the uh, Arm the Pit Records. Uh, so Arm the Pit Records, ATP Records, uh, they've been kind of with us, uh, helping us push stuff out since the beginning. Um, John Nowitzki, he's just a great dude uh, to work with. Um, and so he, he really kind of helped us out in the beginning, and we've stayed with him because of that. Um, and not, not only because of that, but he's a talented guy. He has a lot of connections, and it's, it's, um, it's connections like that that really helped us get off the ground. Like our first manager, Steve Helmer, Helmer um, with a band, Helmer, also Helmer Management. He was our first manager, and it's just like uh, connections like 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 that really helped uh, helped us get off the ground and learn the business and learn what we needed to do. And we have like I'm, I'm retired military, so we have recast dog tags that we wear for the band members and stuff, and we still carry uh, Helmer's name on those uh, out of respect for him and everything that he taught us, and and we would not be where we are today without people like John Nowitzki and Steve Helmer and Scott Cadwell of uh, Undaunted Apparel and Corey Trimmer and people like that. It's it's all, you know, we've, we've never forgotten what helped us get to this part. Uh, we're still going, but we've never forgotten what got us off the ground in the first place. And uh, we know how hard it is to come across those connections and to come across those people and so when bands reach out or they really dig us for whatever reason, we're always happy to help because we know that that stuff really makes a difference. Do you guys actually, uh, now that I'm thinking about it here, you guys have Instagram and all that good stuff too, right? I'm trying to follow you guys on as much stuff as possible. Oh yeah, we're, we're everywhere. So you guys said you're talking about writing new music. Uh, do you guys have any kind of release date? I mean, our shit... My band shit keeps getting pushed back. Like it's right now we're in the middle, you know, our release show is set to be in the middle of July, but if it's, you know, there might only be gatherings of 50 people. So I have no fucking idea what the hell we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing with that kind of stuff right now with uh, our new music and our new videos and stuff is this coronavirus. Like we can't get to that point we can't get in the studio we can't get into the uh, production booth and all that kind of stuff because of everything that's going on um, and so once all this stuff is is over we've got all of our ducks in a row to really um, get all this stuff out for everybody and believe me we're making sure that we're right on the cusp so that way when this is over and we can get to work on on recording this stuff and filming this stuff and everything like that, that we're 100% ready to go. When did you guys put out the newest record? Because uh, I was looking on Spotify. I don't know why it's not telling me. Is it March, right? 27? Uh, yeah. I, it was in the first quarter of this year. I think it was, I want to say it was in January or February 
February, February, yeah, February sounds right. Um, but it's a uh, Devastator. It's on uh, our latest EP, Devastator. It's on iTunes, Amazon, YouTube Music, uh, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, yeah. whatever it is that you use. It's there. Um, you just got to make sure you put that S on the on the on the back end of Recast, because I can't tell you how many times we've been called the Recap. Oh yeah. The sure, recap, like R E C A T. The recap or uh, recast, singular. It's like, hey man, it ain't, it ain't just me, guy. There's a, there's a bunch of us. <laughs> yeah, it's us, man. And not to mention all them, but I do have to also push out our our incredible team that we have of, of you know our, our wives and girlfriends or you know the lady recast. They're always there with lady us. Lady recast. Um, and uh, our production team. You know, with uh, Ray and Dean and all these other cats that kind of help us get from show to show and uh, really help us be at our best every time that we're out. So I do have to give them a shout as well. Good shit. Right on. I think they'll be listening at home just like expecting that. Girlfriends are like sitting at home with their arms crossed like, yeah, you better. They're actually sitting right out. outside uh, our room right here, man. Uh, they're all out there uh, waiting on us. Uh, <laughs> come on, let them know. We've been, you know, they're like, why is the door locked? No, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> so it's kind of cool. Like when we when we practice here at the dungeon, you know, like the lady recast and our team are usually sitting outside hanging out, barbecuing or having some drinks or whatever. All of our kids are out there playing together, and so it's a real like it's a real family thing, you know. And that's that to me, that's one of the best things about the recast. And and um, I was having a conversation earlier with uh, with uh, my wife and stuff like that, and. Uh, she was, she was saying, well, what, at what point would you say that, you know, you've been successful or that you think you made it or whatever? And I say, I think we already made it, you know, with all of our supporters and all our team and with the, the I don't want to get their heads big, but these, these guys that are in, in my band and or our band and they're just great, great dudes. And I love being able to practice with them and write stuff with them. And it's exciting. Like, it's always exciting. Sometimes we argue or whatever, like brothers, you know. But it's it's really something special. You know, and I love I love the fact that you said my band because you're always so humble, man. You're always so <laughs> humble and say, no, no, I'm not the leader. Dude. You are, dude. Uh, you you led us and got us to the point where we're at, man. And it's a Freudian slip. Right? Uh, yeah, about, huh? Yeah, we caught you, and it's on it's on recording now too. So it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be forever we'll just saved in the podcast. No, no edit. No edit. <laughs> no, no edit. Keep it in, Joe. That out, Leave man. that shit in there. That's brotherly love right there. <laughs> Supposed to be on my side, Connor. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, fuck no, my man. Much man. appreciation goes to to uh, our boy Mondo, man. He's he's carried uh, this band on his shoulders. I mean, I went to middle school with this guy, and uh, he's carried a weight on the shoulders of this band for going on six years now. Uh, maybe seven. Seven. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's nuts, man. Knowing this guy back in the day, we used to play basketball together. Uh, to jam in here uh, when we can now with this uh, epidemic going on, uh, that we could play together even on the days that we do and we're here. Uh, it's it's amazing, man. That that music has brought us together uh, as a family and brought our families together as well, uh, as well as long as uh, uh, the other guys here, Dan. Phantom and uh, Panic Tim over there, man. We're just, you know, I'm grateful to be here. Uh, and I think it's all because of Mondo Steps and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. But well, I mean, for whatever reason that all the, all the guys yeah, got here, this, you know, uh, yeah. Phantom is from Houston and uh, it's crazy. Dan, Dr. Dan is, is from Chicago and Panic is from New York, you know, and uh, I'm from San Antonio. I'm and here. I'm from here, but uh, I spent a lot of time in Arizona. So, yeah. but I did made my way back, and that, you know, I'm part of the recast now, and there's no looking back. So, you guys were kind of saying that, um, Mondo, you sort of carried like, you know, everything on your back. Do you guys like split up duties though? Like, do each of you kind of do like you manage something? Like, I know my band, uh, you know, like our vocalist does a lot of the merch designs, and I do a lot of like tour and managerial kind of just stuff. And my bass player and guitarist write a lot of the music. So does my drummer. Uh, so, like, do you guys have kind of roles like that? Like, do, we do. do, you guys do um, 
Panic kind of handles our stage production. Technical aspects uh, a lot. And he's our bass player, of course. Uh, Phantom, he's our lead guitar player, but he's also... Bass players are always the technical guys. They're always the ones that are super anal about how everyone's tone and shit is, and they're always constantly... How did, oh, how, dude, how, I got how did you bass. know about his anal work? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, Phantom, he's our lead guitarist, but he's also like our lead writer uh, on music and stuff like that. And and he's, he's uh, you know, back in the day when, when we first got Phantom, he was like, oh, I'm not a lead, <coughs> excuse me, a lead guitar player, but now he's the lead writer on everything, and that's really something special to see. And um, Dr. Dan and uh, AM Smash, they handle a lot of our social media stuff, uh, and I just kind of really uh, handle the partnerships and, and uh, the connections and stuff like that. Um, then, you know, the face. when we practice and you know, the connections this guy has and he's got us the places he's got us in has been nuts. When we practice, I just kind of sit in the back and get drunk and let everybody else work, you know. And when we go to the shows, I just carry my mic in. And, um, <laughs> Nobody uh, wanted to say it. Nobody yeah. wanted to say it. <laughs> With a crown on your head, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Doc Dan, are you currently in Chicago right now or are you down in Texas? Are you just from Chicago? I'm from Chicago. I'd say probably going on like uh, maybe twenty years. I've been living here in San Antonio. So, so he's a Texan. Okay. Oh, I got. Yeah, you're. Uh, you're from Chicago, but you're you're raised a Texan. Yeah, you're. Right, right. You're I one of them now, buddy. You're not. You're not one of us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I still got relatives over there, so I'm, I'm bound to go back over there and. But he's he's a Forty ers fan. How the hell does that happen? Oh. Wait, wait, whoa, we can't bring... Oh, Watch no. the Cowboys get... Don't even stress about it, dude. I'm a diehard Pats fan. I yes. love the Patriots. Oh, and yes. I love Tom Brady. And I Are, better oh, wait, bet wait, your wait. ass I'm going to be a Buccaneer fan. Wait, question. Uh, you're going right. to switch it? You're going to switch it? You can't switch it. I'm a, pa- I'm a Pats fan. I love Brady. But I've been well, I'm going to be a Blitzo. Pats fan, but I'm definitely supporting... I'll support any team that man goes to. I don't oh, give a shit. It can't be all Brady nuts like that bad. Nah, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. dude, I am up that dude's ass. And Gronkowski, shut it down, man. Yeah, that dude came I out mean, of retirement because he was like, I'm going to go fucking play team. with that guy. They're beasts for sure together, man. But yeah, I'm still a Pats fan. I'm diehard. I still wear my hat and I wear my Brady Goat shirt, even though it has the Pats <laughs> <best> logo. <laughs> man, uh, Panic is a, a Bills fan and I'm a Cowboys fan. And yeah, everybody has different I was going to say, man. which one of you is a Cowboys fan? That would be me. So watch out, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> help that team. Help that team this year. <laughs> yes. Please. Please help us. Because if Andy Dalton starts any games for us this season, the whole season's over. Wasn't Tony Romo your guys' uh, That's my quarterback this year. Wow. That's yeah. knight, knight in shining armor. Yeah. That, that's his, that's <laughs> that's his that's announcer he means. His announcer he means. Uh, Hey, yes, Tony Romo went to Eastern Illinois. He did. He sure did. They they worship him there. If you go there, his face is everywhere. They're like, this is our crowning achievement. This <laughs> is the pretty. best thing that's ever come out of here. He's pretty for you know a quarterback who can't throw it now. Hey, <laughs> hey. You're, you're talking to the Dallas Cowboys all-time Ooh, leader. Man, oh, Troy Aikman, maybe. So watch out now. The Acme Brick Company. <laughs> so, with Dan being from Chicago, are you guys ever trying to come up here and do shows up here? Do you guys like do tours we at all? I, mean, I know yes. Texas is big enough in itself that a lot of bands just will like. Because my bands even talked about doing it, just touring Texas. It's so goddamn big. Yeah, yeah it definitely. sucks definitely, man, uh, to just be here stuck in Texas. But we want to go absolutely everywhere. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. You know, wherever they want us to go, or. Whatever people want us to do, we want to do that. We want to be there uh, and give them a taste of what we do. Uh, we really take seriously our live shows because um, you know you got the guys who, you know, they work a hard week and they come to your show on a Friday or Saturday and spend you know a quarter of their paycheck on booze and the door and merch. buy merch and yeah. all that stuff. To me, you owe that guy, you owe that person a show. Yeah, and, for sure. Right. So that's kind of first and foremost, you know, here, you know, our egos don't really take precedence. It's what we're giving out and what we're doing. That really means the most to us here. Do you guys dig, uh, because uh, it sounds like you guys are relatively in the same boat that Illinois is. So 
shows will probably be once they start back up so minuscule to where it'll be, you know, tiny little house shows or small 50 cap rooms, just, you know, bring 30 people. Do you guys prefer those like close intimate shows where it's like a tiny room or like a narrow but deep room, maybe like a hundred cap room? Or do you guys prefer the big 400, 500 cap rooms where it's just loud and fucking, you got to like really fill that bitch? (laughs) I mean, both are great. Yeah, both are great. But there's something special about a small venue. Yeah. Yes. It's personal, man. Yeah. Uh, we play stages three by three, man, and it's like, what? Okay, I guess drums are going up there, and uh, here we are in front of you guys, and you, we're sweating on y'all, you are sweating on us, so let's get down. Yep, we've been on. Dude, some- I love intimate shows, like just really like, <clears throat> there's a venue in Chicago. It's called Downstairs Sub T. We've yeah, played yeah. it a few times. Super easy to sell out. It's just a small hundred cap room, but like the stage is about like a half a foot, maybe a foot off the ground. So you know, people <laughs> can yeah, just works, see man, you. It, yeah, I know, right? And you're like it, everyone's just right up in your grill. It's a good fucking time. It's a, it's a nice uh, jump step too. Place. You get jump off that thing into the crowd, man. <laughs> Yeah, we played. There is no jumping. You have to be lifted. You're not. You're not getting there. <laughs> no, we got there. people crowd killing though. We, we've had. We played on some big, big uh, stages, and we've played on some so small that they've ripped patches off my vest and shit like that. So it's. You know what I mean? Like they're all. Yeah. They're yeah. all awesome. You know, uh, have you guys ever uh, ripped a gig over at Dirty Dog in uh, Dallas? Yeah. Oh, or not Dallas, Austin. 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 Yeah, Austin, Dirty Texas. Dog in Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like that spot. Um, we played a rot rally there a couple years ago. Yeah, the Texas Rod, rot, uh, Hot Rod Rally, or what is that? It was R- a, the bike, bike rally. At, uh, My, was, I, yeah, for, I forget uh, where it was. Yeah, It was uh, off the highway, though. It was out there in a the field. There's tons of people. It was awesome. Dude, it's a party town, man. It's fucking, it's cool as shit down there. I want to move. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about their noise ordinance, though. Yeah. Mm. We got, oh, we got, really? They have a noise ordinance? We got shut down. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, what? Hey, can you guys play quieter? <laughs> no. No. Dude, uh, my band toured through there about a year and a half ago. We played a Dirty Dog. Um, and uh, it was it was like a really odd night because like there was only... Uh, do you guys know Mark Seneca? He runs... Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the Mosh Network? Yeah, yeah, we're on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the Mosh Network as well. Shout out yeah. to Mark. Yeah, shout out Mark as well. I was thinking about getting him on the podcast too. Um, Mark booked the show, but uh, he could only find one band to open, which is kind of a bummer, but whatever. But uh, the band brought some people, but like it was a night where it all down like the streets of Austin. This at least this particular street, because Chicago will do this too, where it's just like a whole block party and like everybody, all the bars, places open their doors, and it's just like hundreds of people trickling in and out. Yeah. So uh, we were playing to a you know a decent crowd and we were having a good time, um, and then we all after as soon as we so it was just two bands. Our band played last, we got off stage, and then everyone thought it was a perfect idea to get all of us blackout wasted, <laughs> and we had we had to be so that night we had to go from Austin, Texas, all the way to Denton, Texas. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Denton. Yeah. yeah, we played Denton, I think, too. Oh, Tyler was the one where there was a hurricane, and we tried to drive through the hurricane. Oh, and yeah. We lost half the band. Dude, me and my, my drummer shit. at the time that we had, uh, we had a blowout, and it was on a Saturday, and we got stuck in a small-town Buffalo. And yeah, I didn't even the, know that place existed. Yeah, Buffalo the tire places. stores weren't open on Sunday, so we had to pay two nights in a hotel room uh, and then wait till Monday to buy an $80 tire. From this fucking small town, uh, it sucked, you know, needless to say. But the guys had a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so hey, Tyler, we, we Tyler, play, was, Tyler was really nice to us. So yeah, they're awesome people. Yeah, I apologize uh, to Tyler Texas for not making that one, man. You <laughs> think, think that's a hurricane and a crappy tire, dude? Yeah, it, Texas is a big, long state, especially that panhandle. <laughs> man, I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, whatever. It's just a giant desert, really. And then, like, the other half is just kind of more rural area, right? A little more populated. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, all we have up here are just cornfields and then Chicago. See, what people from Illinois will do is, and no matter <laughs> no matter where they're from in Illinois, I'm from Chicago. 
We're, we're all from Chicago. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter where you're from. You could be in the most southern tip. Right. You could be almost touching fucking Kentucky and be like, "Yeah, Chicago, man, right up there." <laughs> the bean? Yeah, I've seen it. Now see, it's it's kind of the same thing. You ask somebody where they're from in Texas. There's, where are you from, man? I'm from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough. Good enough. Yeah. You don't need to know where else. Just, just. Yeah, but even even uh, down down in the valley, man, the, the valley. Those are just some small venues down there. Yeah. Man, those people are nuts, man. They love they having it. a good time. They, they love Where's, uh, where, I mean, because you guys have a lot of cities, like, obviously, like, more so than anybody else. Where, like, what cities kind of got the best scene for at least heavy music? Um, well, Padre was fun. Or we played Corpus. Yeah, Corpus, uh, South Padre, it was awesome. Uh, Laredo. Laredo and McAllen, Edinburgh, that little Edinburgh, yeah. RGB, Rio Grande Valley area is amazing. Uh-huh. That place, now McAllen, was it McAllen? Yeah, McAllen. That place is off the hook when they open up all the bars at like 2 in the morning. We were loading out to try to take off back to our hotel room, which our hotel room, by the way, had paper mache crocodiles dressed in <laughs> yeah, human clothes, which was amazing. They had a bar in the hotel room. They did, yeah, yeah, and uh, and gold uh, old school telephones in the lobby, also awesome. Oh yeah, with the little phone booth. Yeah, yeah, the phone booths, yeah. And but man, when that place opened up in McAllen at two a.m., <laughs> it was night. madness. There are people falling down near trash cans and. <laughs> Pushing Holy each other, shit. like, oh Taking my pictures God. with the paper machine, yeah, alligators. alligators or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was crazy. At Houston, you know, we played uh, Houston Scream Fest that often. Was fun. That's awesome. Um, Dallas. You guys ever tried to do South by So What? Ever tried to get on there? Uh, South by Southwest. Um, if they if they will ever have us, we will. Uh, talk about it just like we do everything else and you know depending on what it is I just um, I guess I'll reserve my thoughts on South by Southwest but if they ever <laughs> want us to go out there for something I'll always consider a, uh, we'll always talk about any show offers together and see if it is in our best interest to do yeah. that show yeah yeah, also the tough city to play uh, in anyway. I mean, as far as like it goes with Six Street stuff like that, it's hard to, you know, for bands to load in and load out uh, for parking. Uh, it's it's tough, man. Uh, you said Austin. Yeah, Austin. Austin yeah, and I'll just say this: you know, any any festival or any show or anything that's going on where you expect us to be able to help you as a booker or a promoter or agency to help us or for us to help you bring money in so you can pay somebody else that money we're not about that we ain't about that business right you worked for that right exactly that's what breaks a lot of these young up-and-coming bands they hear oh we're gonna do this and we're gonna be able to be a part of this show and they have to you know jump through all these hoops to get on that show and then they either get cut out of the set or they get 15 minutes. Then, you know, they don't get to really use the stage even. They use a small, tiny part of it. The people aren't really there at the venue yet. You know, they pay all this money to to the venue or whatever, or the booker or whoever, and then all that money goes to somebody else who don't even have the drawing power. You know what I'm saying? So. Dude, that's the worst. We've I've had to like argue with like tour managers, you know, where it's like they've brought bands that aren't huge. You know, they've done some cool stuff. They've been on some cool tours, but like they can't headline and sell out venues. And so they'll bring them there and like uh kind of got into not a, any bad taste or beef really, but it was definitely an argument. You know, we were definitely not vibing there for a minute because the rule, you know, it was I'm okay with pre-sales. I'm not okay with pay-to-play. Like, that's... I think if any manager is like... Unless it's like, hey, do you want to open for like a day to remember at the fucking Super Bowl? You know, all right, sure. There'll be a price. But if it's like, you know, a show in your hometown, no, you shouldn't be charged for unsold tickets. Like, when we did did a show, I'm not going to say who we did the show with, um, but we kind of... We helped... We helped... We helped kind of make the show happen and 
like our team really kind of made it worth it for the show to to happen. We had a street team passing flyers out. And uh, on top of all that, um, but see, like we know what we bring. We know that we're gonna give them our best, and we know that um, all of our time in the scene has really accumulated to a lot. So when we played the show. Um, the band was like, yeah, we, you know, we want you guys to come on tour with us over here. And, you know, uh, the agency was like, yeah, we really dig you guys and all that stuff. So you can make that kind of a mark. Absolutely. You know, go for it. You know, but if you don't have your ducks in a row yet and you don't know really uh, what you're going to do and all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, it's not for me to say how anybody does their business, but, you know, I mean, Make sure that you're taking measured shots when you're coming up, because that stuff can destroy you. Yeah, I mean, stay humble. You know, all that good stuff. How do you guys feel about Spotify? I kind of wanted to, because I've been talking to some bands and just other people briefly about it. You know how they pay. I mean, you guys have seen, you know, and and heard how, you know, you get like point zero 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 eight cents on the dollar for every stream. Are you guys kind of indifferent about it? Because some people are don't really care and others are like really really passionate about it i mean um i'll say this after devastator came out i'd say about two weeks later we got the biggest payout that we've ever gotten from royalties from our distributors no shit and so they work you know but you gotta hustle you gotta make sure you're getting on the right stuff you you gotta get plays on spotify you gotta make sure you're getting on playlists um, you got to make sure you're getting featured on places that matter where people are going to see your name. Um, we, we have yeah. a really big thing about our logo and our trademarking and all that kind of stuff where it's, it's um, you know, you see the recast logo and you know that's the recast. If you're in San Antonio, you see that logo, you know what's it up, you know. And that kind of stuff really matters. And right. um, so with our uh, distributors and all that kind of stuff, that stuff really does matter, you know, and there's millions of bands out there. You know, what are you doing that's standing up? What are you doing that's worthwhile for somebody to to be able to tune in? You know, what are you doing? Right. You know, are you are you out there hustling? Are you or do you think that just because you made some music that everybody automatically owes you to tune in, right? Nobody owes you nothing. Yeah, exactly. You're going to make them want to listen to your stuff. Yep. You're going to make them want to come to your shows. That's why I say it's about the fans, man. If, if the people out there, your fans, your supporters, if, if you cut them down and or you think you're bigger than them or you're better than them or whatever the case may be, you're the only one that's going to lose out. Eventually, yeah. You burn enough bridges, you won't, you won't get very far. That shit gets around. I mean... Uh, I'm sure it's the same in every single music scene. You know who the people are. You know who the shitty people are. The ones you're like, yeah, I don't really want to fucking talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some uh, some promoters or bookers around Texas and stuff that, or bands that we just won't work with. And, you know, once you get on that list, you stay on that list. And I don't care if whatever it is, you know, whatever you think you're doing better or whatever. Hey, great. We definitely support you, but we ain't going to work with that. So I also kind of wanted to ask you guys where you draw inspiration from. Like, I, I was listening to, I think it was Full Throttle or Devastator. I can't remember which one it was, but I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, this, I get like a real Trivium vibe from this. Like I get like a real fucking, I don't know, like I got like a, there's a couple parts where there's a little Matt Heafy vibe there. So I just kind of wanted to know where you guys sort of draw inspiration from when you guys are writing music. I guess I'll let the guys kind of answer this individually. Dr. Dan. Uh, drums, let's say, uh, a lot of Lamb of God and Gojira. Oh, dude, I fucking love Gojira. (laughs) That's, that's my favorite drummer right there. Shytown right there, man. That's y'all's connection, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's us. That's us. Bam! Chaka Chaka shut up as a win. As usual, I'm hogging the mic. No, I'm just kidding, bro. You You represent it well, man. Uh, Phantom, what you got? Um... I honestly gotta say, all that remains and as I lay dying are my my main ones. Uh, How do you feel about as I lay dying coming back and Tim being back in? <laughs> what uh, what what side did you fall on, man? Because I fell on a side. I want to know yours first. <laughs> uh, well, 
comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment just yet, but. Oh, I'll comment. I fucking I mean, love I it. Their new album is sick, and that new single they put out is sick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I it's heard that like a couple days ago. I'm sorry. I think I, I I wanted to hate it. I really did, but I, I heard that first single they put out in 2018 and was like, holy yeah. shit! Hey man, I, I dug that shit. They they really got my attention and kept it throughout the years. Yeah. As they've come out with more stuff, and they're just a band I can't I can't put down. You know, I was most happy when they came back for not so much for Tim and all that redemption, though I know it added to a lot of their clout, but like the rest of the guys, because uh, I don't know if I'm sure you probably followed the rest of the guys stopped. I think I don't know if all of them, but some of them were in woven war and that didn't take off as well as they wanted it to. So like, you know, the rest of those guys in that band, their fucking livelihood was just flipped upside down. You know, their biggest source of income there, they're, you know, they were living the fucking dream and like, you know. One person fucked it all up. So more so, I was stoked that those guys got to get back to their old lives and do what they were good at and, and fucking crank out a serious banger of an album. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't... Yeah, yeah. Everybody... Yeah. Want, I feel like everybody wanted to hate it. There was so much shit talking about, I'm not going to fucking listen to that. And like a week later, they're like, God damn it, I'm fucking listening to this right now. And they can have the attitude all they want, but they, you know, they can't, can't deny the love can't that they have. You can't, you can't deny it. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. But yeah, that's that's basically uh, the, those who are just you know in the A's, you know, as they're like dying and all that remains. That's that's just the A's, man. <laughs> I like that, man. Don't feel you. don't get me started on the rest of the alphabet here. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, yeah. How about you, Shannon? What about uh, the other A? A.M. Smash. Yeah, uh, of course, August Burns Red. Uh, just okay. both their just sound. Yeah, stay with the A's, man. And I'm gonna stick again with the A's because it's one of the first like actual shows I got to go to when I was younger. Uh, is a Treyu. Um, oh yeah, all right, uh, for sure. One of my Good first shows. Right on. Yeah, man. I was 17 years old. A Treyu unearthed in Lamb of God, dude, in Arizona, man. And that Whew. that just set me off, dude. And I was just like, okay, I want to do this. Uh, I want to be on the stage, and I want to see all these people flying around. Uh, just going nuts to the, the you know the stuff that I'm playing and creating and putting out there and you know uh, I mean maybe maybe I'm not so much of a showman but just the the fact uh, that music can reach somebody like that and touch sure. them emotionally to where they want to rage out or they want to you know it's just insane to me that that music and that that's what you know influenced me as far as you know wanted to you know continue this with the recast and uh, you know end this with the recast pretty much. Absolutely. Um, and I know uh, Panic, you know, our bass player, he's got a lot of stuff from, you know, like he likes a lot of the 80s metal uh, type stuff. And oh, he's and into Metallica, that, that whole, uh, the golden era of yeah. heavy metal. And um, as, as far as for me, you know, um, I kind of have like a mixed bag. Like, I love Motorhead and I love Rob Zombie and Len oh, yeah. Lenny Kravitz is my favorite all time musician. and yeah, dude, I was like looking at your guys' because I listened to your shit and then I was like, oh, who, you know, who are some artists that they like? And I saw Lenny Kravitz on there and I was like, what? Yeah, that's my guy, man. That's my guy. The that's guys, your guy. Fuck yeah. The guys from Lit, those, those are my boys, AJ and Jeremy Popoff. Those are my guys. Uh, you know, even local bands like The Heroin or uh, from New York, The Casualties. You know, there's a bunch oh, of bands man. that I love, man. I love punk rock. I love oh, blues. Yeah. I love. You know, rock and roll, I kind of, like, love everything, and I love listening to something and being able to just sit down and dissect it, you know, and pick apart what they're doing, and, like, it, it's, it's really special when you think about it, when somebody creates an original piece of music that's never existed in this world, you know, um, so I, I definitely try to take moments to appreciate that, like, my guys in Lit, they were, you know, rock music, and and all that kind of stuff, but now they're country, and I'm with that. You know, I, I love the growth yeah. and make that music. I, I, I love it, man. They're they're happy, and I'm happy for them, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as music goes, I the the person and the feel for me more kind of takes over than than anything else. I say this all the time, man. Life is boring, and it wouldn't be worth living without music. Like I don't know what I would. No, it wouldn't. Suck music off already? Probably, right? <laughs> I would if it were here. <laughs> 
You guys listen to the bands I Am or Kublacon from Te- They're I pretty Kublacon is definitely from Texas. You guys oh, ever yeah, heard of them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, no, those guys are good, man. Like, Texas is a melting pot of good. Dude, music. for real, the hardcore scene so, in Texas. Woo, shut so that shit down. You know, you got the guys in in North Texas. You know that uh, No Hope for All Drawn, those guys out there, John Baker and Crooked Conformity and Basilisk and uh, Cutthroat Conspiracy and all those guys. Man, those guys are that whole scene up there is amazing. Yeah, all the guys, awesome, man. I love it. All the guys in in Houston and in the Valley, and you got all these guys coming up. You know, these young cats, Archangel AD, young guys like uh, Lone Star Massacre and. You know, you got some mainstays in, in, in the area that are doing new projects, but they're amazing, like Bridge 13 or uh, Dioxys. And these bands are awesome. You know, um, that's why we really want to try to help a lot of these bands get some more eyes on them to showcase that, you know, music in Texas is not one dimensional. And oh, there's not started. only a couple, there's a ton. Yeah. There is a ton. We got so many hit-ups to do the dungeon sessions. It was insane. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And then we have other supporters, too, like Texas uh, Texas in the Mag uh, and stuff like that with uh, Stasia Gomez, you know, and, and uh, Ishmael and stuff like that. There's, I mean, you can go on and on in Texas as far as supporters and people who are important to the scene and Everybody is like getting to a point where they're working together to try to make the best quality products and it's From us being here for as long as we have it's amazing to see all the all the connections everybody working It's beautiful. The growth is is crazy. No, dude, Texas is a melting pot. Texas, thinking about Texas is, it's, 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 yeah, I was, I was thinking about I am and Kublai, dude, funny story. So, uh, we opened for Kublai once and, uh, actually we've opened for him twice, uh, but there was one where it was just packed show and we fucking played our set. They were on next and I was like in the front row and um, I forgot what song it was. And I thought I knew the breakdown line and I didn't. And I got the mic and I just <laughs> said the wrong fucking thing. And he just pulled <laughs> that mic immediately from my hands. It was like, nope, privilege is lost, motherfucker. Get away from the stage. Yeah, that, that works, man. That's special. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't remember that? Who's a gear nerd in your guys' band? Like, who's like the one, are you guys all fucking just geeked out on gear? I uh, I guess that would be me and Panic, I think, or the gearheads, really. We're always looking for new stuff and uh, new equipment, and we're seeing what's coming up and this is Mondo, switching though. stuff out. I'm, <laughs> Yeah, Mondo's the one that always shows up at the dungeon or something new, or in the message board. He's like, because we got group messages with the, the band, and uh, he's like, oh, uh, I got something for you, man. Like, it's nice and shiny. Come check it out. And we're like, oh, I can't. You know, I'm working or whatever. He'd be like, oh, you, you need to come check it out, man. And it's always something new every week, man. Like he's he's always bringing in new stuff to try uh, and, and uh, try to find new ways for our uh, to elevate our sound. Uh, to become us, you know. I mean, I guess to be uh, some something different. But See, like, I know these guys. Something you know, the same and, but different, you know. So like with their their pedal boards, with our guitarist pedal boards and stuff. Like I made those pedal boards, you know, and I I knew what they were. I knew what sound we needed and what they excelled in and all that kind of stuff. And so it was important for me to be able to dial that in and and get us there. And to me, if you ain't if you ain't moving forward, you know, you're stagnating back. Yeah. So are you kind of like the, I mean, uh, you said your bass player runs all your sound, but um, I guess this kind of comes back to jobs. Do any of you guys do like lighting or anything like that? Uh, yeah, Panic is definitely the light connoisseur. Uh, he's kind of yeah. built all of our stage scenes and all lasers that kind of stuff, and lasers and all What do you call them, Tim? All kinds of lasers. <laughs> Lasers, sharks with lasers, and you know all sorts of <laughs> laser beams attached to their heads. Well, he does a great job. I mean, he, he builds light sequences for us. Um, I mean, everything you know, uh, from setting up the lights for the rest of the show and other bands to to use as well. Uh, not only you know just for our set, but just to make the the whole show 
uh, you know, appeal and yeah. make it worth it. Like he said, the people that are spending their hard-earned money out there to come out and have a couple of drinks and listen to live music. Sure. Um, do you, I'm pretty sure you guys just uh, talked about it, but um, what kind of amps are you guys running right now? I mean, because I... Cause I I always talk about this a little bit because I just played a... Have you guys ever heard of Emperor Cabs? You guys ever heard of those? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're straight... Uh, I'm sure Dan probably knows them. They're, they're right out of Chicago. They're just a custom amp. Yeah, dude, they, they are... You, talk, you want some low end? Get yourself a custom fucking Emperor. Those things. Oh, my... I plugged... Uh, we were... We parted ways with our drummer about uh, almost a year ago. And so at our practice space... In the room next over, there's a really sick drummer. And, you know, if you're a good drummer, you're in like 20 different bands. So he was just, you know, temping for us. And uh, I I don't know, dude, he just fucking had it all figured out with his walls just were covered with emperor cabs. And uh, his guitarist uh, got like four of them for free. So I plugged him, or not free, but he uh, oh, so plugged man, in. Wow. Yeah, no, 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 no. But uh, plugged in, and I've never had a beefier guitar tone. Woo, so good. Oh, nice. So good. Wow. That's insane. So always uh, always uh, recommend Emperor Cavs whenever I can. Yeah, uh, so to get to your question, um, AM Smash runs a Blue Voodoo crate uh, with a matching 4x12 four, uh, four cab. Um and uh, Phantom runs a PV, VK uh, uh, Valve King uh, with a matching cab, um, and uh, Panic runs uh, a custom uh, KXB 200 uh, with either a Fender or a Goliath, uh, and I use uh, <clears throat> a high sound uh, microphone. Uh, it's a light up thing and all that kind of stuff, you know. I got it's like the retro you know, 50s, kind of yeah, 50s yeah. mic, yeah. And uh, Dr. Dan used uh, a full Tama kit with uh, Zildjian. It's a Tama Superstar Classic. Uh, Excuse me. Oh, uh, yeah. Zildjian A Custom Symbols. They sell drumsticks, uh, baby. Evans Heads. Um, mm-hmm. I use the Speed Cobra pedals. Yep, yep. Speed Cobra! Who you guys trying to eat? Yeah. Hey, man. Shameless plugs. Let's go. You're trying to get sponsored. Plug it all in. But yeah, that's pretty much what we use. Uh, and then... Gear uh, is constantly changing up, man. Yeah. Like, uh, we're all running Schecter guitars right now at the moment. Yeah, Schecter guitars and basses, even though we're not sponsored by them yet. Yeah, <clears throat> working on it. <clears throat> Schecter. <clears throat> Hashtag. Calls. Guitar call research. <clears throat> uh, I personally, I'm... I'm big ESP. My whole band uses ESP. I fucking love ESP. We're trying to... I would love to be endorsed by ESP. Some of their guitars are are fucking great. And uh, one of my... Oh, dude, for the the melodic hardcore sound that we have, um, I've got an ESP black metal series. It's got a pair of Seymour Duncan black winners in it. Just one. It's just at the bridge pickup. It doesn't have a neck pickup and just one volume knob. So simple, but the tone is so crisp. I just run it through a uh, EVH 5150 uh, distortion pedal and then a noise suppressor, and I've got a Hall of Fame... uh, reverb pedal and that's it like my setup is so simple but it's just such like it's just got like such a bite to it so you got you got a lot of that low end on there uh yeah like i, I like to well so I, I i set the low end just right at about probably uh if i'm looking at a clock probably right at about one o'clock wow, that's, um, not, that's not too bad but you still got that oomph to it I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get it because, like, with the way the tone set up, because it's just one. I, I don't want to bog it down, so I um, turn the uh, turn the gain up about probably one, maybe twelve, just to kind of, uh, and then I turn the treble probably like two mids down to eleven, and I don't know. I just get that fucking hardcore like bite, just like that. So I fucking love it. Dude, the, the noise suppressor dude is where it's at, man. We, we want those uh, those the instant stops and the gents, man. It's it's crazy because I never had one of those uh, before, and uh, now I got a CC Electronics one, and uh, I'm on an electron, same, uh, analog same. pedal like big time, man. I, lo- I love the analog. I love the feel of the click. That way you know that shit's on. Uh, and 
with that with that suppression, that noise, man, the, the gents and the stops are just insane. He, and you also cut back a lot of the feedback from, you know, your your gain and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's insane to have this you know technology, I guess, for you know our generation. I mean, I know it's been around a long time, but as far as uh, things have advanced, it's insane. Oh, but like you go back and listen to like, dude, the other day I was in the car and I on Spotify I was listening to Metallica's. If you go to Metallica Spotify for every album, they have the live sets, but like from that album cycle. So I, when I was listening to like live uh, Ride the Lightning, it was 1986 Ride the Lightning. You know, it was it was 1986 James, and uh, their guitar tone was ass cheeks. The like one of like no one gave a <laughs> shit about tone back then. They didn't give a fuck about it. And but I think also that's in part because they didn't. I don't think they knew enough about it to make like a really good like heavy tone. And now it's just like you just you've been to shows where you're like that guitarist is like fucking just sound check and you're like God damn that's a heavy note. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you feel it, dude. You feel it in your chest. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I can't. I can't help with the '80s Metallica man. Uh, the live versions are just insane. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I'm not knocking it. I just was saying that, like, their guitar, I was like, oh my fucking God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys practice or, like, when you guys write? I guess, because I'm kind of curious how you guys write now, with especially being quarantined. So, like, does one of you just come up with something and send it to the other one? Yeah, well, I can answer that kind of uh, two parts. Uh, well, when uh, Mondo, or this year, was deployed uh, in Germany, uh, I was here and I was tasked with uh, leading the band as far as uh, coming up with stuff and uh, setting practices and whatnot. I mean, he would be the one to set the practices, but to make sure that the band has stuff, uh, uh, material to send him so that way he can work on it while he was overseas. Um, but now now that he's here, uh, still, you know, working with uh, our government and military, um, it's a lot easier, I'd say. Uh, we take parts and writing songs but uh, as of late Phantom has been the one taking control and sending yeah. us the right direction uh, as far as us coming out of the studio and what we need to go yeah he kind of comes in with the ideas and you know, we kind of uh, work with them through there and then uh, we lay out the foundation of this track and then you work them from there and then once the track is built um, we got like whiteboards. I know. I know, I know what kind of. <laughs> oh yeah, whiteboards are necessity. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man. I know what kind of feel we're going with the song, and I already have ideas for what I'm gonna do. And so once it's completed, and then I already, all right, you know, then I'll put pen and paper and hammer it out, and then go through it on my own. And then next time we have practice, I go through it with the band. And oh, we got itineraries and everything, man. Yeah, Usually yeah. every practice we'll have a, a couple pages of uh, what we need to touch bases on. Uh, Amanda does a great job as far as organization uh, uh, for that stuff. Um, even with backup lyrics, he has laminated sheets for us uh, for practice. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like so that way we're working on what we need to work on, and he's the one that kind of keeps uh, our nose, I guess, to the road as far as uh, sniffing out uh, the best way to to root our music and get it out there to the people. How do you find writing easier? I guess, especially with guitars. Like uh, for me. I like it when my drummer puts together, you know, his version of a song. I mean, he'll just, you know, basically it's just a bunch of different beats really. But uh, I like to be able to kind of work off of that. And I work a lot better with that. My ideas kind of come a little bit more freely than when I'm just kind of left to my own devices. I just like blank slate, just me writing something. I don't feel that it's as strong. Your motivation is kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I'm not like. Like, like I'll write something and for like, you know this, like I'll, I'll write something and like be like, oh, that sounds cool for like five minutes and then I'll come back to it and be like, that's like the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. I'm going to shoot. My thing on that is always record everything and uh, bring it bring it to your bandmates, man. Uh, I mean, if if you think it's cool for five minutes, you know, they may love it. Uh, they may hate I, it and, you know, they may take it, accept it. Uh, they may say, yeah, let's work on this over here, you know. So you just got to be collective as a team I think and I think that's like with this crew here we have we're we're an awesome team like if we play basketball maybe not so great but <laughs> I think we tear up the stage pretty good man uh, and as far as building uh, albums records songs stuff like that we all carry each other when, when we need to and uh, it's a brotherhood man it's it really is sure yeah then when we finish the tracks we take them over to uh, Fern and, and yeah. uh, James and 
they make them even better, you know. And so it's, you know, it's it's teamwork, man. Teamwork makes the dream work, you know. Do you guys ever go into the studio with unfinished ideas or unfinished no. songs? Like you'll just no, you go in with we straight have before, full done. and that has not turned out in our favor. So uh, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. We, we yep, didn't want learn to learn quick. Yeah, everybody, everybody's time is important, man. Yeah, you know, definitely. We don't want to, you know, anybody. We don't want anybody to be spinning their wheels. Well, fellas, we're kind of coming up on the hour mark here. I'm uh, I'm super stoked to get to talk to you. A lot of times when I talk to people that I haven't met before. Uh, Sometimes it can be a little awkward. You guys are super cool. It sucks that we didn't get to do this in person. It was funny. I actually didn't know you guys were from Texas initially because uh, Mondo. I think when I was talking to you, I was like, "Yeah, I was like giving you my address." I was like, "Yeah, I live here," and you're like, "Oh, that's cool. We live in Texas, so that's not gonna happen." <laughs> but. Yeah, no. I mean, likewise, man. It's, it's been really cool. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. we appreciate your time and, and all that kind of stuff, and letting us get out there uh, on your platform and all that kind of stuff. And of course, we'll put everything on our platforms as well. And, Hopefully it's beneficial to everybody. But again, we just yeah. we really appreciate it. Uh, and this is the kind of stuff that it makes the it makes the scene some something special. Well, this connection here now, you know, like there's, you know, I feel like a lot of people, it's kind of like the, a lot of people know their scene, but they don't really know, you know, if you haven't really toured or done anything like that, you know, the, any other scene is kind of unknown. So it's kind of a cool peek into like, you know, how things work in, in different areas. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we're all kind of doing the, the same stuff and we're all doing it for the same reasons for the most part. So why not link up and, and make it work? Uh, but I'll see if, uh, Dr. Dan, you got anything you yeah, any plugs, shameless plugs right now, new music, new content. What's Right now is the time to do it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd like to play a show out there, see some family, eat some good food I haven't had in a while. Get some Lou Malnati's pizza, boy. That's what you need to do. Hell yeah. Uh, Smash? Um, I just want to say thank you for your time. Um, go check out the recastband.com uh, when you get a chance. It's an amazing website. Uh, built perfectly. Um, and thank you to my brothers, the Recast, for being here, uh, as well as the Lady Recast. Man, hey, Bash, want to say thank you for your time for letting us, you know, have a voice on your pro- on your, uh, you know, yeah, podcast, podcast interview, whatever it is. You know, um, <laughs> just, you know, I just, I just, I just want to like, you know, thank you for for letting us have a, you know, platform for our voice. And I really, dude, no problem. Tonight. I hope this, uh, I hope you guys kind of pick up a little traction here in Chicago because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't wait to, like, show y'all the new music that we have coming out and, you know, just, just wild the crowd again. Yeah. I'll, I'll share it around, man. Send it to me. I'll share it out. And I do want to thank uh, our sponsors for sticking with us, you know, Coldcock Whiskey and Don's to Apparel, uh, our partnership with Finger Lakes Mercantile, uh, also WB Gear, Excel Drumsticks, uh, you know, all the folks that, that work with us on everything, Fantasy Sports Alliance for allowing us to be their official music for everything that they have going on. Um, and actually for Cold Cock Whiskey, um, we do an annual Cold Cock Fest, and hopefully if everything works out well, um, this will be our fourth iteration this year in October, uh, Cold Cock Fest 4. Uh, we plan on having 22 to 26 bands over two days um, and just kind of make it uh, an amazing experience for the showgoers. Um, we have some other stuff we have planned. Again, check out Devastator, our EP. Check out therecastband.com. Um, and there's there's plenty more that's going to become. I promise you that. We're working every day for you guys. So thank you so much for sticking with us and working with us and all that kind of stuff. Anybody out there that's listening, if you need us for anything, give us a holler. You know we're. We're a band for four people. We're people first. So. Hell yeah, dudes. Good shit, man. Good talking to you guys. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, yeah. You, too, All right, well, you, be, you be careful and be safe out there, man. If you need us, you as well. Out.